This is the Machination Log recorded August 17th, 2016. It is even tied. And we have four people around this table, at least one of which presumably knows how to sew. This is the Stitch and Bitch crew. We've got Nicole, we've got Jacob, and we've got for the first time Mom in here. It's Mom, my birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Mom, who are you? I'm Mom. How long have you been sewing? Um, well, I got a sewing machine when I was about 12 or 13. I really didn't want it as a gift. I was like kind of disappointed because I wanted something else. But Do you know what you wanted? No, just a probably skateboard. a bunch of crap or something. But um, my mom kind of taught me how to sew. You took like Hobeck though in school and stuff too, right? I did, but we used to crochet stuff in that class. Oh. So anyways, my mom kind of taught me how to sew, but I've... I'm getting better. Every day. That's yes, what I it's am. all about. The reason I didn't say anybody's last name is because everyone around this table is a paddock. This is basically a, a family reunion over the airwaves. So, Sewing, keeping yeah. families together. Yeah, sewing's going to uh, keep this train wreck rolling. Everyone sitting in this virtual room right now, and by sitting I mean only two people are sitting. So it's, this metaphor is breaking down fast. We've all got sewing machines at a minimum, and um, I've only been sewing for about three years. Nicole, how long have you been sewing for? Uh, probably since high school. Um, when I started dating Ryan, actually, fellow movie crew, well, we, we dated in high school, um, I decided I was going to make him clothes, and some of those clothes he still wears today. I didn't know what I was doing, but it worked. I, I can believe. Yeah. I can believe that. Jacob, how long have you been sewing? Um, I sewed like one or two bags a long time ago, and then I picked it back up like four weeks ago because I was getting sick of the fact that all of my clothes were made by children in China, and I thought if they can make clothes, goddammit, I better be able to make my own clothes. <laughs> I, will, I will admit to some kind of personal grudge as far as that's concerned as well. So I I picked up sewing because I found out that I was a furry and I needed a suit and I wasn't going to pay someone $3,000 to do it for me. Um, my mom is raising her hand. I don't have to say my mom. It's everybody's mom. Mom, what do you – you have a question. I said I would help you sew that suit, David. Uh, that's too bad. I did it myself. So now we are here and we've got – Jacob just bought a sewing machine. I just bought a serger. Which is basically an awesome sewing machine. I don't know why I didn't just buy that first. That thing's badass. As long as you don't make mistakes, it's great. No, I know. It looks, it constantly, as a mechanical contraption, it is now possibly the most complex one in my house. Oh, yeah. Like, I can imagine if it breaks, it will be a nightmare. But while it's working, it's magical. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's, it's good for very specific things, though, because the whole cutting the fabric thing wouldn't work on about 40% of the things I've done so far. Oh, well, look at you and your specialized sewing tools like sewing machine. Like sewing machine and seam ripper, which I would like to never have to use again because it was a nightmare the last time I had to use it. I have bad news. You're going to be using a seam ripper. Yes. No. Yes. Every day. Yes, Mom, what is the most important tool in sewing? Seam rippers. I have at least six of them. I have them in various places in the room. That way I can sit in different spots when I have to rip out at least one thing of everything I've ever made. 
And one of the rules you got to learn about sewing is that if you make a huge mistake, it'll always be on the front of your garment. It will never be on the back where people will never notice it. That's just a given. All right. To be fair, the first thing I did when I got my sewing machine is I made a, uh, a new gym bag, which turned out perfect. And I made no mistakes. And I thought, I'm just going to be like Mozart. I'm just never going to make mistakes. Don't need a seam ripper. And then I sewed a new duffel bag because my duffel bag gave out finally. And uh, while I was sewing in the, the seam at the top with the zipper, I had gotten all the way down my 40-inch zipper to realize that it was upside down. Directly on the top of the bag. I did that on my first suit, and I just went with it. I, I rolled like that was on purpose, because that way the zipper doesn't show, even though it wouldn't show through the fur anyway. So that's really a terrible excuse. But yeah, no, the zipper in my... I spent eight months making that, and I put the zipper in upside down. And yeah. I didn't feel like turning it out. Nice. And I, on that one, I was using a fancy, like, uh, like a honeycomb stitch and as it turns out that interlocks because you have to rip every individual seam it took yep. about it took three episodes of family guy to <laughs> undo that seam. welcome to sewing welcome to sewing Mom? but i have found through the years i'm getting to where i actually like to rip seams out because before i would just like leave those mistakes and then i'd like never wear the garment at all because it didn't fit right or something <laughs> and it looked like crap but now i'm getting to be more of a perfectionist and so i actually enjoy ripping those seams out it's like relaxing or something that's I, very dangerous i just don't i don't like ripping out the seams because then you get all the holes and though it's the uh it's the convention rule where if you can't see it from five feet away no one will ever notice it but you know in your heart yeah, well and you have to wear it and you have to hold that thing and you'll see it every time. Yes. I'm not sewing for anyone else. I'm sewing for me. So. Amateur life. Amateur life. And on that note, Jacob, you've mentioned that you made a gym bag and at least mostly made a duffel bag. We got to discuss projects here because we need, we need to get this in order. Nicole is freeing up time as we speak. Yeah, I have to, uh, as we discussed in the previous field recorded podcast that I was on, uh, I have to scale back some of my current projects in order to sew again. Now, I used to really like sewing. Um, even when I started with the animals, I, you know, yesterday I had to pull out my tablecloth for my Repticon uh, situation I'm doing this weekend. And I made that tablecloth. I went and picked fabric out and I measured the table and I made it. And it's probably one of the last things that I sewed because the animal situation quickly took over my entire life. Uh, I sewed one thing this year, and it was a complete success. I had a pair of wool Injinji uh, toe socks, you know, with the five toes. I was getting a hole in one. So I sacrificed another pair of wool socks that were also dying. I patched the holes, and I darned one of the, uh, the big toes on it. Um, I read that you should be able to get about nine extra months out of your socks after repairing them in such a way. I'm at six, and I'm still able to wear the socks weekly, so I'm very happy with the extra nine months I'm getting out of these uh, this, this fine pair of wool socks. Excellent. Uh, I have all the rest of the wool socks in a pile. I'd like to repair them as well, but I have not gotten to it. 
Jacob, what's your next project? Uh, next project is going to start stemming into clothing. So I'm going to start by remaking my uh, uh, my pajamas because I don't like the ones I have currently. So I'm just going to make new ones, which is a bonus because it means I get to use fleece, which is where all the good patterns are because no good patterns get put on anything besides fleece. Thanks, Joanne. Design. You mean... You mean designs? Designs. Okay. Yeah, what? like prints. Yeah, prints. I just wanted to clarify that. Mom, not, what's your next project? I'm not hip Actually, on the what, lingo. What did you... You've already done something in recent time. Yes, I have. I sold... I sold... I sewed uh, four foxes, and I sewed them by hand. So what are these foxes for? These foxes are for my Christmas tree. Um, I'm going to make some moose, squirrels... Snowmans, and there's something else I can't remember. Penguins? No, it's an owl. Oh. Mom, I already have a holiday tree Ornaments. with foxes on it. No, but these are small, and they're pretty adorable, and they're going to be Christmas ornaments. And I've also cut out the pattern to make pajamas, a nightgown, two dresses, a shirt. Oh, well, look at you. It's well, your yeah. laundry list of... No, because I finally laid the stuff out on the kitchen table because when it's in the back room, I find that I never get around to it. So if it's on the table, I find I can work on it a little at a time while I'm doing other stuff. How long does it normally take you to make a garment? And once I get started, about two days. Unless it's something easy, like a pair of pajama pants is like an hour. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I got, I got, I got it down. I, I've made many a sock monkey in my time, and I did get that down to a process where I could pump out a sock monkey in about an hour. Oh, I'm a master of making fursuit gloves, the <laughs> hand paws, because my the inside of my palms is white, and I touch a lot of stuff. Yeah. So they get grimy really, really fast. So I've gone through about five pairs of those. I'm very quick at that. Uh, my next project is going to be making a shirt I can actually wear because my body shape, um, tall and skinny at the same time, is apparently beyond the means of virtually every company. Yep. That, facilitate? Yeah. Pick two. Besides, besides the fact that if children can make clothes, I should be able to. That's the other reason because well. I'm kind of in a weird spot where I have a swimmer's body shape where... I have a 50-inch chest with a 30-inch waist, and they don't make V-shaped clothes. They usually make blueberry-shaped clothes, so nothing fits correctly. I I just want to say I've made a lot of things, pillows, curtains, quilts, bags. The hardest thing, costumes, the hardest thing to make is clothing. Well, that is the hardest. A well-fitted A well-fitted. Sleeves are not easy to do. They're very difficult. See, but you didn't you don't have the silver bullet advantage that I learned during fursuiting, which is that before see, because the problem is most sewing is based on an economic necessity. You do it to like patch your clothes because you don't want to buy new ones or you don't want to like, I do, yeah. Run through. Like it's it's cheaper unless you buy like, I don't know, a fifteen hundred dollar sewing machine. Okay, I do want to say that I have a Viking five hundred. <laughs> Sewing machine. And we're all very proud I of you. I bought that machine 21 years ago for $1,500, and it was worth every penny. I want to say that 
I use the sewing machine that mom kicked to the curb when she bought said Viking. Uh, that's the one I use still. It's some old singer from the 80s. I brought. I bought a uh, CS6000i, which is the cheapest, the second cheapest sewing machine made by a printer company. Um, <laughs> it is a tank. I used it to sew faux fur on top of itself, which is about the most obnoxious material yes. imaginable, and it's still running. And at this point, um, I've not actually had to take it into a shop to service it because it's totally user serviceable. It cost me $130. If it breaks, I'm just going to buy a new one. That's unbelievable to me because sewing fur is so hard on a sewing machine. It's this, this thing is a champ. I don't know why you would buy anything else. There's actually no, I know why you would buy something else not to accidentally meanly segue into Jacob's sewing situation. But uh, the sweet home did not get it right on sewing machines. And the the reason why, for those who are not familiar with the sweet home, the sweet home is a, uh, it's an organization of people who used to work for magazines for money that uh, have now collaborated to just tell you, look, you don't really want to screw around looking for which can opener to buy just buy this can opener or buy this refrigerator like they just they they tell you there's these clippers there's an article like they explain their logic but it's basically your time is valuable you'll probably be fine with this one just buy this one and with the sewing machine it's very important to read their logic because what they did was they consulted a bunch of old ladies who had never used an electronic sewing machine before so they just said that electronic sewing machines are probably no good so they goofed because they looked over the fuck. Because I got that one, and now I have a serger from the same company. And granted, I haven't used it much. Hasn't broken. It was $200. See, I have a $600 serger I bought, I don't know, 15. Made in Sweden. 20 years. It jams constantly. I feel like there's something permanently wrong with it, but I've just learned to deal with that fact. I mean, there's quirks, certainly, <laughs> but again, for 200 bucks, just throw it away when it stops working. Well, I, have a, I have a computerized machine, and it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. It Mine is, is a awesome. manual. It is so manual. And it, knobs. Nice. And it's so angry when it runs. Yeah, that's. I was a little disappointed with that, where I did follow the sweet home, because like, oh, these people sew for a living. They should probably know what they're talking about. And my sewing machine was about $250. It's a Janome Magnolia. It has, like, flowers all over it. Um, Aw, how cute. I need to spray paint some flames on it. That way people know how fast I sew. It sets the (laughs) machine on fire. Yep. Um, uh, But it doesn't go slow. I can't get it to go slow. I mean, it's probably about five or six stitches a second at its absolute slowest. And if I try to go any slower, it makes hilarious angry noises like a cat that's going to attack you. That's weird. Yeah. I could see where that might be problematic in certain situations. It's going to be problematic if you have to do anything circular because you literally have to do each stitch and stop in between to turn your fabric. Yeah, that's that was exactly where I ran into the issue because on my gym bag, just for shits and giggles, I did a rounded section on the sides to try and like practice doing like a shirt taper on the sides of the bag, and the speed of it made it very difficult for me to keep resetting the fabric as it was getting fed. So that's the hardware, that's the software, that's the plan. Why are all three of us into sewing? Slash four people, I can't count. 
Nicole, why do you like sewing so much? Um, well, I mean, I always really liked clothes, just in general. I liked clothes. And when I was younger, I used to dress in a very interesting and somewhat outlandish fashion. Yeah, we didn't get you on the fashion podcast for some reason. No, okay, I have never heard three more f- fashion, like, disqualified yeah yeah i don't know i don't that that podcast was spur of the moment and wonderful yeah i mean it it worked but yeah i wouldn't call any of you people any sort of fashion experts by any means i I don't think any of us did but i picked up sewing because i would envision things that i wanted to wear and then i would try to make them um i still have a fantasy project maybe in the near future i can work on this where uh i would like to just make all of my own clothes for an entire year. Like, just not buy anything and make my own clothes. That's my pilot project with the um, t-shirt is to transition to that. Yeah, so I, I, like, that's always something that is kind of sat in the back of my mind as a project I would like to take on, like, as a, you know, maybe year-long uh, project. And um, when I was younger, I would wear just about anything. So I made some very ridiculous-looking stuff, and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob? I, you're going to have to repeat the question. <laughs> why do you like sewing? What's yeah, the why appeal? are we sewing? I, I mean, I got into it for like three, different, like three different reasons. One of the biggest ones was I like making stuff, and it's hard to make stuff when you're in an apartment. Because you don't have a garage, and you that can't is set, accurate, and you can't set things on fire, and you can't make and loud power noises. tools are loud. Yeah, you can't make loud noises. Um, so the sewing machine allows me to eat up all of the space in my bedroom that I'm not using, doing things like making clothes, uh, hypothetically. As soon as I start getting to that, because I kind of like Nicole. It's you. It's like why people write. You write because you want to read something that's not actually there or that you haven't found yet. It's like, I want to sew something that I'm just not finding at stores because I'm not finding clothes that look good and fit me for shit. So mom, why do you like the sewing? I like sewing cause I like to create things, but you're the only one here that uses a pattern. I've tried using patterns before. I don't I, always use it. I don't use it for dicker. I don't use it for any of the curtains or valances okay. or pillows or any of that kind of stuff. But for clothes, I have to use a pattern. See, my problem is is I don't understand the patterns because, I, because I'm completely self-taught in that, like I said, I'd literally just visualize things and just go for it. Um, I, I have no actual sewing knowledge so like when i read a pattern i don't understand what it's talking about i just i just want to say that you have to learn how to read a pattern because i'm sure it would be helpful the average person cannot sit down and say okay i'm going to read this pattern and make this because i'm telling you it will not work my mom had to go over every step over and over and over and over because a parent a pattern will just say do this and you have no idea what they're talking about and it's a lot of like repetition. You got to keep doing this stuff over and over and over to get good at it. So you got to ask the friendly techs over at Joanne's what the hell is going on. Well, I think I know more than them, but that's probably true. Well, yes. I have, like I said, it's been a while since I've tried sewing clothes, but in the time that I've not been sewing clothes, I did acquire a dress form 
Now, she's an extra small. I've tried to put some of my own dresses on her. She's a little bit of a fat ass. I have to work on that. <laughs> um, Again, what we got to come up with, I was going to say earlier, I mean, I get around this. I don't technically have a pattern, but for fursuits, because they have to be form-fitting, you make a duct tape dummy where you get five rolls of tape and put on a painter's smock, and you... You create a replica of yourself. Okay. Well, that's. I'm hoping that like moving How do you forward, get out of that? you cut out of it and then you stitch yeah. it back together. I'm gonna make a semi permanent one of those soon because I'm getting to like I'm getting to the shape that I want my body to be indefinitely. So that will be a good way to at least like attempt to stave off screwing that up. So I want to do that like soon because I have a lot of things I could use that for. Well, that's yeah. I'm ex so I'm excited to try and use the dress form more as a way to to pattern stuff to a specific size. Like I said, I do have the dress form. I just have not sewn any clothes since I've gotten it. They have you ever used Project a dress Run form? No, but they use it on Project Runway. Yeah, I'm excited to try this technique. I don't do anything they do on Project Runway. I don't make my stuff out of muslin first. And so I just, like, ruin the regular material. Because I'm too, I'm too impatient to, to, like, have to put all that time to make, like, a sample dress first. Like, that, forget that. Yeah, that must be a paddock thing. Because it's – when I tried to sew, I bought a set of crampons, which are for ice climbing. They have spikes on them. And I needed a bag to put them in so they didn't ruin the rest of the stuff my hiking bag and i said mom i need to use your sewing machine because i need to make a bag for these and she goes well did you find a pattern i go no i know it needs to be brown i know it needs to be like fit these like a box needs a zipper and a handle i'm just gonna start sewing and it's gonna be perfect and voila i was very impressed with that jacob i have to admit <laughs> it's very i don't impressed. yeah i don't i don't do like the muslin like practice run you just grab the expensive stuff and you bang it out, and then you sew the front of the shirt to the back of the shirt. Sounds about right. And then you go to bed. <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, I, I've just taken this to the next step, where most of the stuff I just make out of muslin. I just bought a <laughs> bolt of muslin. That's a good idea, dude. Because that way, when I do a shit job, I can still use the, the bad thing until I actually want to replace it with something else, at which point... I didn't really want it anyway, and I just throw the whole thing out. There you go. I've embraced cheap materials in woodworking as well as sewing at this point. I don't I, I don't have the preciousness of my I don't expect to want anything that I make in like six months anymore. Like I've just kind of accepted that generally speaking, I'm gonna want something else later. Um, I do that, like, I make all my own furniture. I do that with the, like, all the furniture, I have giant work tables in my front, in my uh, front room. They're all nailed together because I don't expect to need them for more than about eight months. And then I'm going to reassess what I'm using them for and just build new ones. Very nice. Basically, I'm an eco-terrorist yeah. and highly proud of it. Yeah. But I do reuse the wood. All the wood from that will go into the shop and be turned into musical instruments. Very good. Very good. The cello's coming along fine. Yeah. <laughs> Should hopefully Has be another six weeks and it'll be done. Very I want good. to see that when you're done. Are you going to play it for us? No. Okay. <laughs> I can't play the cello. What can't you learn online? No. I already learned the piano and that's too hard anyway. Oh my gosh. Well, I well think anyways, we... I have to say one one more note. All right. I would say about 75% of what I've clothing that I've made, I've never worn. It usually ends up in like the Goodwill thing 
because <laughs> there's just something wrong with it. So and you I pawn it off on poor people? Basically, yes. I made, well, just on a quick antidote, like back when I used to make my wacky clothes, like a couple times I made stuff and they were off just enough that people thought they were actually like really expensive designers. So it was totally like a win-win. I can believe that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's like I did the stitching like just off enough that it's like, oh, is that like Jean-Paul Gaultier? And you're like, no, but good guess. Usually, usually people ask you, did you make that? And you know if they say that, it's going in the goodwill because it really looks homemade. <laughs> I guess that's, that's, a, pr- why, that's, that's a pretty why, good indicator. Uh, pajamas are a good thing to start yeah, with. Because no one sees them. Nobody cares what they look like. They just have to be comfortable. And you get to use all those dope fleece prints. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or you get to use that nylon trico, which is nice and silky, and you can make cool pants out of it. Yeah. But I have a, uh, I have like two and a half yards worth of black heavy denim from my uh, my bag when I overbought for a gym bag, which needed like an eighth of a yard, not three. So I'm, I'll be I'm transitioning at- straight into jeans because I do not wear jeans. Yeah, I'm pretty good at buying too much fabric. I have I have 16 yards of fake fur That's in a my lot closet. Because <laughs> I actually did a pretty good job the first time around. I kind of expected 16 to. Sixteen scr- yards. You could you could soundproof your room with that. I mean, it's soundproofing my bathroom closet right now. But the um, but no, I bought four white. Four black, four dark camel, and four blue, and used approximately four total. Yeah. So, but I bought spare because I thought I was going to run out of white, and so I. So you're going to start making so, other people fur suits for three thousand dollars a piece. The thought has crossed my mind. Here's the problem: I've done this one time, and it took me eight months to make one. Yeah, so, yeah. You got to work on that. Yeah, yeah I got it, but that will be mine once I. Once I sort out making I, I, my own six clothes. Six months, I think, is max how long people want to wait for fursuits, right? You would be surprised. Uh, the wait lists for most pro-grade fursuiters, the wait lists are currently a year. Okay, so eight months is too much at yeah, the ballpark. No, no this, this could be done. It's just... How much of the fursuit is hand-stitched and how much is machine? Um, I, me personally, I only hand stitch really, really specific things. I make a point of using the machine wherever I can because the machine is a much better sewer than I am. Yes. Like hand stitch <laughs> stuff comes apart. There are a bunch of parts on my head that I had to hand stitch and I constantly I like have to read. I like too. doing okay. it, but it comes undone. Mm. It, all right. Here's the divide then. I got really quick at using the machine, like putting together, I mean, three bobbins worth of sewing on my duffel bag, uh, banged through that in about two hours, and then I went back to stitch on a pocket that I didn't stitch on before I had assembled the bag, so it was impossible to fit it into the sewing machine, <laughs> so that was pretty brilliant. Um, so I had to hand stitch this. It was maybe... Eight inches of seams. I wanted to kill myself. It took like three hours. <laughs> yeah. That's when you go back and relive Project Runway episodes. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, to give you an idea of how dedicated I am to not hand stitching, my hand paws, which theoretically have to go around all the, I do all that on a machine. That's pretty good. A surgeon's pretty good at it. that. 
Yeah, I'm again the surger. I'm way digging having one of these things now. I'm very excited to get some proper cross stitch going. Yeah, no, it's the the hand stitching definitely seems to be a with practice you get better. The machine you just floor it and then you deal with the seam ripping later. Yep, mm-hmm. it's the best. Yes, so much the best. Anybody got any closing thoughts on this? Uh, I feel like we've got enough to uh, round this back up in about a month when all of these projects have gone sideways. So yeah, I'm hoping in about a month I'll be able to dust off my sewing machines and do something. Oh, so my future project, although I do have a pile of socks I would like to darn in the near future, um, my future project actually is I was on Amazon like I frequently am. And I bought some clothespins, and it told me other people that purchased clothespins also bought this adorable little bag to hold their clothespins in. And I was like, God damn, I'm going to make myself a clothespin bag. <laughs> That's going to be my first project. Very good. Okay, I, I have one last tangent. When, I was go, when you go and buy sewing supplies, you go to the Joann's, you're an idiot section, because it has a little bit of everything, so you go, oh, I didn't get that, or I need that. And it has a pincushion, which confused me, because if you can't sew your own pincushion, then you shouldn't be sewing. I've never <laughs> sewed my own pincushion. Like, my next one I'm going to make is I'm literally going to make a small couch. Like, I'm just going to sew it myself. To be fair, that is mom's got, mom's got her have, little recliner. I have a recliner chair pincushion. Yeah, but- no, I'm... I'm going but to you make gotta one get of those the right, by hand. You got to get the right stuffing, though, to make sure the pins will actually go in it. Well, no, you just stuff it harder. You make it so it's like, like uh, stuff it really, really tight, and then they stick in really well. Huh. So it's really stiff. A, I made a fleece cube that turned into a sphere, which was not useful for a pincushion, so <laughs> I had to cut it in half. So why I, wasn't it good for a pincushion, David? Uh, because it was rolling. <laughs> it would try to escape no it would escape and then the pins would fall out of it when it fell off the table it was my first and worst project but I did make a cube entirely with a machine so I don't know how I did that how the hell did I you sew an entire cube you just have to stitch cube? on the outside the last my pin cushion, stitch yeah my, my pin cushion I didn't use any hand stitching yeah, but a cube you got to turn inside out at some point. Yeah, I don't you leave know a tiny, that. you leave a tiny little hole that you feed the thing through with a pencil, and then you only have you. a tiny, you use a tiny little stitch on the corner that yeah. looks like garbage. And I need to figure out how to not have that happen when I sew pillows from now on. I'm glad I thought of that. <laughs> well, Nicole, Jacob, Mom, let's get sewing. Let's indeed. Good morning, everyone. That was pretty good. Jacob, you never buy anything full price at Joann's. It's like buying something full price at Kohl's. I just saved saved $68 on a $10 purchase at Kohl's today. I I saved $129 last week, and I only spent like $25. Yeah, I spent like $10. It said I saved like $68. I bought like a camo tank top and like a bullshit flannel. 
<laughs> what did people buy? What is in Kohl's? I don't I think I've ever needed, been in that I store. I just needed to refresh my tank tops, but for the most part, it's like cheaply made it's clothes. It's shitty clothing. Yeah. It's shitty clothing. It, the material does not it's wear so, well. The, it gets the, fuzz balls. It fades. The Chinese and children, out. they get to sew that shit. They're subpar. They cannot make a crotch sit right to save their life. What? Why? And I love that store. Why? I hate that store. <laughs> like I said, that I just, store. I literally, I had to replace my tank tops. I don't know if if other people have this problem. I wore the nipples out on all of my tank tops. That's I had to replace bis- them. Yeah, uh, yeah. My sports bras also get worn through in the nipple area exclusively. I've so, never heard of that. So, so you guys go to this store because it's I full of garbage? I love looking through that cheap crap. I just I love needed it. some colored tank tops, and I knew they'd have them. And you get it. Okay, Kohl's always has I like has doing multiple, kitchen shopping at TJ Maxx. Kohl's has multiple 70 to 80% off racks. Every time that you go you in there. That you never want to waste your time looking through. <laughs> what a savings. It is a savings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. You're literally throwing money away when you buy clothes from there. <laughs> that's that's I'm just not 